Hello and welcome to the Hellas Football Podcast. I'm your host Stephen and joining me today is Alec Macquarie. How are you mate? Oh yeah, I'm not too bad Steve, I'm not too bad. What about yourself? Yes, good thank you, yeah. It's uh, nice to get some midweek football I guess, we'll get on to that but yeah, we thought as as we said in the previous episode, we um said we do a midweek uh, mini episode, well, mini ish episode on the Greek Cup games that have been played and talk about the Super League upcoming and anything, any other business that has happened this week. There's a few things to discuss with you, Alec. I'm sure we've we've discussed it before recording, and we'll have a lot to say on that. But yeah, let's let let's before we jump into the. The non-football stuff. Well, let's jump into the actual, the well, the game, the game itself. Um, so we'll actually, fittingly enough, we'll start with uh, Athens nil-nil in the Greek Cup round of 16 first leg against Aris at Hagia Sophia. Um, not much to say about this one from my part, Alec, mainly because I didn't see this game. But um, as an Ajax fan yourself, how did you see this one? Oh, well, I, I did see it, Steve, and I wish I hadn't. It was um, one of the worst games of football I've seen all season, uh, if I'm being brutally honest. Um, I mean, I, listen, I, I think from an AEK perspective, you can kind of forgive them. There were a lot of changes made um, uh, by Matias Almeida for this game. So there was no um, Araujo from the start. There was no Levi Garcia from the start. Um, Vida didn't play, um, and uh, and Pilios was at left back. So I, I, I think Almeida is, is obviously seeing that um, uh, there's a tough period coming up for AEK and um, wants to get some some freshness in the legs. So an, a nil nil result isn't isn't all too bad. Although I think they had the better of the well, Aris had the better of the the second half really, and I think maybe if anything they might feel a tiny bit disappointed to to come away and 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 not not have scored a goal. But um, give, given the the quality of football on show, I'm 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 just happy to see the back of it. If I'm honest, Steve. Well, yeah, and as you said, they've got the second leg still to play, which will be next week, and that'll be um, in Thessaloniki, um, and I'm sure they'll fancy getting a result against you guys to send them through uh to to the to the quarterfinals it'll be an interesting one to see and it depends on how i mean obviously i will prioritize this because they'll want to win some silverware again this season whether that be the league or the cup or both as reigning champions of both so they don't mm-hmm. want to get uh lose their crown just yet and, and for Aris, they're not going to win the league this season so why not go for the cup it'd be a really massive achievement for them they haven't won a piece of silver in in a well, this millennium, <laughs> and that says it all, really. Yeah. Next, exactly. and next, I guess we'll go to we'll we'll, we'll leave the big game till last. So, Bansaragos nil nil. Uh, sorry, one all draw with Asteras Tripolis, but this was the one of the fixtures that was played. Um, the first leg was played in December. This was the second leg, and Bansaragos go through three one on aggregate really impressive from them considering their league form has kind of been a bit iffy recently and asteras and have been the opposite good on bansaragos to get to the last eight um and it was so they um so it was actually asteras who um took the lead in this game through manzios but um uh bansaragos equalized midway through the second half and that more or less sealed the tie it would have been a tough ask for asteras to come back in in this game so there we go any thoughts on this one alec 
I, I didn't see it. I didn't even know it was on, to be honest. Um, there, was, there was so much football happening last night. I um, I completely missed it. Um, uh, although, I mean, for Pansaray Kos, it's, 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 a, it's a huge win. I mean, they, they've only reached the, the, the quarterfinals three times in the past, and they've only reached the semis once in the past, um, where they were knocked out by AK. But I believe they have to, um, they, they're, they're up against Pauk in um in the quarters um which which will be obviously a tough test for them but yeah no it's it, it's a big result for them because they've they've been you know, i mean i think you put it lightly when when you described their league form they haven't won since november so um i i think this is obviously a, a big boost for them and and hopefully it can allow them to kick on and, and stave off relegation second half of the season yep and speaking of bulk they got a comfortable 2-0 win away at Volos and they go through 3-0 on aggregate to the quarterfinals and where they will face Bansaraigos. Constandelias, if you haven't seen the video, it's it's on social media. It's a really nice goal that he scored against Volos and Stefan Schwab doubled their lead in the 73rd minute and Balk comfortably through to the last eight. So not not a real surprise there. Not not just considering Volos this season, but Balk as well, just how good they look. Because we, we all said their defeat against their rivals Aris on the weekend is probably a bit of a blip and judging by this result, it looks to be the case as well. Mm, yeah, I, I I think so. They they've got a good chance of the the cup this season. They've got a good chance of both competitions, really, if you mm. if you think about it. I haven't seen the Constantelius goal. Describe it to me. It was just uh, it's just typical Gonzandelias. Like he just something out of nothing, and he's, uh, you know, I, 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 as despite me being an Olympiagos fan, I can at least appreciate a good player when I see one, and I'm, je I'm jealous that they have such a talent in their team because they know how to produce Greek youngsters, as, as I've said many, many a time before. So de definitely, definitely give it a watch if you haven't seen his goal yet. He's just so impressive, um, a, a player, and he, he needs to be in the Greek national team. Hopefully, that will be the case come March. Because it's not, it's it's coming up. It's 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 coming mm. up quicker than we think it will. The playoffs, um, and so lastly, last but not least, there. Last but not least, there we go. Uh, we go to the derby of eternal enemies against uh, between Olympiagos and Panathinaikos and Leoforos. It was a weird game uh, from from an Olympiagos perspective, but just just as a game on um on in the on whole. I'm just not making sense. I'm so confused by this game. It was, from the Olympiagos perspective, it was a really weird lineup. Everyone was questioning it. Um, Omar Richards on the wing. Um, Alexandropoulos in was nice. Um, and and Carvalho playing at number 10 over Fortunis and Podence dropped. Podence's form has not been great. So I kind of understood that a bit more. Um, and the first half, Olympiagos, to be fair to us, we we were the better team in the first half. And yeah, agreed, agreed. Richards was excellent at covering Ortega, who's still a bit sketchy at the back, but he covered well for him and was great going forward too, linked up nicely with Navarro. And to be fair to Cavallo, he got the assist for um, the, the goal that opened the, the scoring. And it was, of course, of course, it had to be Sotiris Alexandropoulos who scored just before half time against his former club. And credit to him, he didn't celebrate. Um, because I think he would have been murdered on the streets if he had celebrated against the Panathinaikos. Um, and then the second half completely turned upside down. Panathinaikos were much the better team. Uh, Fatih Faith Terim uh, made some changes that we didn't adapt to. I, I wouldn't even say we didn't adapt to them quick enough. We didn't adapt to them at all. Um, and some of the substitutes that 
we made, Carlos Carvajal, um, it, it didn't work. Uh, Podence came on, didn't look amazing. He tried his best, but he's off the ball at the moment, probably probably because of his injuries. And Madi Kamara, don't know what's happened to him this season. He started off really impressive in preseason in the qualifiers, and it just looks pretty awful, to be honest. Borjunis came on, he couldn't do much in the latter stage of the game. And and they got an equaliser from uh, a set piece, which we've been struggling with over the last few games and f- arguably even for the last season or two. Uh, and it was a nice header from uh, Ioannidis. So it was actually, interestingly, it was actually the one, the first time a Greek had scored, uh, sorry, two Greeks had scored from either team in a derby of eternal enemies since 2004. So 20 years wow. since both uh, teams. Um, I could be wrong on this. Someone will probably tell me that I'm wrong, but that's what I heard from uh, from people, that it's the first time both, side, both sides are Greek players scoring on either side of the, on, of, on either side of the scoreline. So... It's, I guess that's a good thing. And so, yeah, the game ended 1-1 and it was a fair result. And I'm pleased for, as an, from an Olympiagos perspective. I'm pleased with the first half. I credit to Carvajal for that. He set us up and I think it surprised Terim a bit, but we didn't adapt quick enough and we still have a lot of work to do, whether that be bringing transfers in or just improving every area of the pitch because that is literally what we need. Um, Alec, I've, I've spoken for about five minutes. What are your thoughts on this game? Well, <clears throat> see, I agree with your assessment. It was a weird game. It was a weird game. Um, I think you might be being slightly too harsh on yourself. Probably. If, well, only because I know as a football fan, you, you tend to look at your own team and your own team's deficiencies and say, well, it was all to do with us. That's the reason that, you know, the, the game swung or something changed in the match. But I, I think Panathinaikos sort of forced that into you, if that makes sense. I think Daniel Mancini had a terrific game on the right wing. He had Ortega on toast for a lot of the second half and he came on as a substitute, I think, um, for the injured Juricic um, just before half time. But uh, Turin didn't stop there with the changes either. At half time, he brought on Spora, put him up front. Ioannidis sort of played off him. And I think getting Ioannidis into the game more um, really helped Panathinaikos. I, I think they were unlucky not not to score. And I know Ioannidis did get the goal, but um, uh, the, the chance he had right at the very end in the 91st minute, I think he'll be kicking himself, especially given the form he's in at the moment. Um, I did a bit of research, Steve. Do you want to know some stats? Go for it. Go for it. So, Yuan Nidis is in a hot streak right now. In um, his last eight games, he's scored eight goals and he's provided two assists. That's 10 goal contributions over the last eight matches, which I worked it out is a goal or assist every 64 minutes. Steve, um, just for reference, because I know numbers can be quite confusing. Like what, what, what in what in the world does sixty-four minutes mean? Erling Haaland this season has got a goal or assist every seventy-two minutes, which is the highest in the Premier League. Um, below that, Mo Salah is a goal or assist every seventy-nine minutes. So, look, I'm not saying I'm obviously not saying that for this. Yeah, I knew this yes, is you are. Than, you've heard it here uh, first. You knew this is better than Salah and Haaland. So you've you, heard, you it heard it here first. You heard it here first. Um, obviously, small sample size, but mm. he, he, he's in he's in such a good um, vein of form right now. And and when the chance drops to him in, in the ninety first minute, you just expect him um, to to bury it, and he didn't, um, which which might prove 
prove costly come the, the the second leg. But no, I thought Tareem really reacted quite well to the match. And on the other side, if I am going to um, criticise Olympiacos, even though they did have the the, the better of the, the first half, I thought yeah, Carvajal was was too lethargic with his substitutions, bringing on Jovetic and um, Fortunis only on the 73rd minute, I thought was criminal. Um, they've got to come on a lot sooner than that, especially when you factor in the fact that you've got Omar Richards playing at um, uh, left wing. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought of the two managers, obviously the two new managers um, in Greece. I thought Tareem came out of it looking the better, even though it was it was a one-one draw, which I think Olympiakos would be happy with going into the match. Yeah, and and as you said, I am very harsh on Olympiakos, but then a lot of fans are worse than as you. If that's well, it is it is very possible, and and also I'd like to give a shout out to Masuras, who is a leader on the pitch, and when he came out after, I think it was the. I think it was the Ayat game and he said that we have to improve and we have to do better. He's at least showing on the pitch and he, you know, even when we're behind the scoreline wise or just, or the other team has dominated us on on the pitch, he, he always gives 110%. And even if he doesn't bury his chances all the time, at least I think people are starting to see the real people who care about playing for the club and the ones who look like they're ready to leave in the summer. And he's one of the ones who is closed contract up. Come mm. so he could sign on a pre-contract with somebody or leave on a free transfer at, um, in in end of June. So I really hope that we sign we keep, we sign him up because the, the traps on Spore is circling as they have been for a few a few years now. But no, I, I will give more credit to Banath and Igos. They did very well to make the alterations that they did, and they 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 were unlucky not to score late on and. Like I said, it. I think in that sense, it was nice to see a game of football uninterrupted between the two sides, and there wasn't too much controversy that mm. wasn't in fo football involved. So, in that respect, I'm glad. And look, hopefully, again, Olympia Gospais. Hopefully, this is a good stepping stone for us. We have Gifishian on the weekend, which we'll go again to in a bit, and so that's going to be, well, <laughs> unpredictable. But yeah, good, good to get a, not lose uh, uh, Leo Foros and Impire, even though there's no. Fans, hopefully we can progress to the quarterfinals. We shall see. So that's the Greek Cup uh, for for this uh, this week, and they uh, start up again. I believe it's Tuesday. Yes. Yeah, so uh, mm. uh, we'll I'll just quickly run through them. We'll go through them again in the next episode. Adrom so Adromidos play their second leg against Ael Larisa. Uh, Galicia play Panadolikos in their second leg. Kifishia play Ofi. Aris play. Aik uh, in Thessaloniki, Olympiagos play Banathanaikos at Kareskaki, and Nikivolos play Levadiagos on Thursday in their second leg tie as well. So that'll be interesting uh, to see what happens there. Um, and now I guess we'll uh, we'll preview the Super League, Alec. There's a few interesting games coming up. Um, firstly, Adromitos Ofi, that's going to be an interesting one. You know, high flying Adromitos undefeated under Illich, uh, under Illich. Uh, Ofi starting to fall away a little bit. Um, and then if if Ofi want any hope of getting into that last sixth place spot, that's who they're going to have to beat. Either Adromitos or Asteras, who are the two favourites for it right now. Yeah, um, I, I, Toronto's are going like a train, and um, it, it, I mean, if it, if it continues their form, I I, I can even see them um, usurping Aris at, at some stage. I mean, they beat them three one away from home um, in November. Um, but yeah, since Ilicic has come in, they haven't lost a game. 
Um, uh, I think they've got five wins, four draws, which I think um, any any sort of, let's say, mid-table Greek side would take at this stage of the season. Um, and uh, and yeah, Offi, uh, the complete opposite. They 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 look um, a team that I thought would would be challenging for those those top six spaces. The the, the playoffs um, have have completely disappointed me and made me look like a fool, um, which I'm not too happy about. And I don't think the the appointment of Pepe Mel is is going to do very much to to change that. I, I I heard you speaking on the pod from from last time that um, a lot of the guys think that it's it's a, a, well, if anything, a sideways step. Um, and if not a backward step, which I, I would tend to agree with. So, um, yeah, I, I, I can see an easy um, a Toronto, a Toronto's win for that one um, and, and continue continue their charge for the sixth place. So, yeah, next, Lamia hosts Pansaraikos, Panatolikos hosts Aris. As I said before, Kifishia hosts Olympiagos, um, Asteras hosts Volos, Balk hosts uh, Basianina in Dumba, and the big one, Alec, for you guys, mm. especially, Aik Panathinaikos in the, well, some people disagree with me, it is the Athens derby. So some is. people would say that Aik, Aik Athens are not an Athenian club, but that's, again, I, I'm not going to, I don't want to cause any arguments, but yeah. Is, is that an Istanbul derby if they play Fenerbahce then? Is that how that works? I, I don't know. <laughs> it could be, um, anything's a derby these days, I guess. But yeah, but this is the big game of the weekend. How confident are you? of facing Banathanaigos because they are the well I mean it's I mean Bar Barker one of the one of the favorites to win the title as well but yeah th th if you guys want to retain it these are the teams you have to beat it is true it's true um I, I I'm can I be honest with you Steve of course I I don't get as excited for the games knowing that there's not there are going to be fans there. I think it's 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 an absolute. I know I know it's been a long time since um, the, the the ban has been enacted, but um, it's it's really such a shame that um, these these huge games, these massive games. But they, they, this was the game that I I went to last last season. Um, around about this time of the year as well, when um, I think it was Pineda scored, um, Brignoli got um, uh, concussed by a, a firecracker. If you can remember uh, that far back. Um, and obviously that's sort of the reason why the fans have been kind of shut out is because of incidents like that. But it, it's these type of games that need a crowd. It's, it's these type of games that will get energy from a crowd. And I, I think AEK are probably one of the teams in the league that suffer the most um, uh, without a crowd because they are so dominant at home and because um, their new stadium and, and it's, it's a sellout. It's so hard to get any uh, kind of tickets for, for any of their games, let alone um, a, a game as big as this. Um, and I, I, I think um, it helps their, their style of play as well. Um, you can see the importance that a manager like Jurgen Klopp puts on having a, a crowd in full voice and, and being the 12th man. I think it's exactly the same for um, Almeida and, and his players. Um, the the good thing is that um, AK have a relatively full strength squads um, at, at the moment. Araujo uh, has come back in the last week or so. Levi Garcia is is on fire, um, and uh, I think it's a it's more or less a clean bill, a bill of health for for AK. So if if there is going to be a day when um, they they put in a real statement performance like the one they put in against Paul Curley in the season, um, I was going to include the one against Olympiacos last week, but maybe not. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think they could they could really turn up. 
with a crowd, but it's not going to be there. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, by by this point, I'll be in France, as as you well know. So, um, I'll, I'll I, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to to catch it, but um, yeah, I I, I have um, full confidence that it will be a good game of football, unlike the one I watched last night. Yeah, and I guess, like I said about Olympiagos, Panathinaikos in in the cup, it's sad to think that it was a good game of it was a well, it was a full game of football and there were no external controversies because the stadium was empty because we don't want the stadiums to be empty as you said i i want to see the greek derbies have fans and have it a, have a great atmosphere especially and and as you said with aik especially with their new stadium that's what's really pushed them forward to winning the title and winning the cup last season and it it's a massive miss for them in in the bigger games until they all the fans come back in february and it's disappointing, but like we've said, it's the minority of individuals who may or may not be fans, because I don't mm. really feel understand what, why a real fan would want to be so detrimental to their own football club in the, in the way that we've seen, like like you said last season in the game against Banathanaigos for Ayek and the derby between Olympiagos and Banathanaigos in Garesiaki earlier in, in this season. So unfortunately, this this these are the repercussions, and it could be much worse if 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 this continues when the fans are allowed back into the ground. But you look, hopefully, it's a good game of football for you guys. And even if you can't watch it while away on holiday, I'm sure you'll keep an eye on it. Who do you who do you think is going to win, Steve? It's interesting because against us, we were look re- refereeing decisions aside, it was. It wasn't like what no no team was the definite favorite in, in our game. We mm-hmm. we made a lot of mistakes, but we very if those goals had stood, we very well could have won that game. Mm. But yeah, it, it's hard to say. Because Banathan Goss as well, mm, with no fans, it may it, with fans, I would have said you guys. But I, I, I actually think it's gonna be a draw. I think it's gonna be a one all draw. Interesting. If I was to make a scoreline prediction. Um, just because I think that while it'll be a good game of football, but without fans, Ayek, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with the draw for that one, just mm-hmm. because because there's no fans there. Uh, any anything else that sticks out to you with the other games this weekend? Um, I mean, Park should have too much for Yanina at home. Although um, Yanina picked up only. One of their the only wins of the season very recently was that last weekend. Their second win, yeah. They um, yeah. they beat Asteros, which was a bit of a shock actually, considering how mm. well Asteros have been up to this point. Yeah, Asteros are a, a weird club because I don't think anyone was tipping them for um, uh, being as as good as they are at the moment. Um, but they seem they seem to be playing like a team, like a not like a, a group of individuals, which we that criticism could be leveled at quite a few um, uh, clubs at the moment. Um, n- not looking at anyone in particular, Steve. <laughs> um, and, and and they play against uh, Volos uh, at home, which I think is a weird. It's almost like the the inconsistent derby, if that makes sense. Because I have no idea what to make of Volos this season. Um, in the same way that I have no idea what to make of Nottingham Forest for the past two seasons. Um, and uh, Asteras, you would you would imagine should win that match, but I can see it being a draw. I can I can see any result to be honest. Um, and uh, yeah, you 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 go away to Kifisia. Have you got any any thoughts feelings about um the newly promoted team? My thought on the game against Kifishia is that it's a must-win game hmm. for Olympiagos. 
because Olympiagos haven't are yet to win in 2024. We should have not say in in the game uh, against Lamia. We, we should have won that game because it's against Lamia, and Olympiagos should be winning those games, and we lost mm. and looked the second best team in that game throughout most of it, if not all of it. So Olympiagos, if they if um, if they want to have any chance of may- being in even a thought of the title race, they have to win these games. And unfortunately, after the game against TFC, uh, TSC Bakotopoli in the Europa League, Olympiagos have looked really subpar. So mm. hopefully, hopefully the 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 game against Banathanagos showed them that they have the ability and the and they do have the confidence to take out teams that are um, like support to their level. Uh, so and and Gifishia are not at their level. Olympiagos is a much better team on paper, so they shouldn't have any problems. I shouldn't be worrying about this game, but I am worrying about this game. And despite the fact that Gifishia are bottom of the table, they 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 haven't won in three. They've uh, their last win came against. They lost six nil to Balk. Uh, they uh, they beat Basianina four two. That was the last time they won. Hmm. I think Olympiagos will win, but it won't be pretty. Yeah, it is a must-win game, isn't it? Because are you eight points off the top now at this stage? Uh, we're eight points off of Banathanaigos in first and we're six points behind Balk and Ayek in second and third, respectively. And you're only ten points clear of Asteras Tripoli. <laughs> Don't um... get me started. We're not. To- <laughs> let's not talk about them falling out of the, the playoff places. I, t- I mean, look. If 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 we continue on this trajectory, who knows? But I I don't think that'll be the case. I think we'll, we'll, we'll I think we'd it'll be very shock very shocking if Olympiagos did not get in the playoff places. We're not getting to that point yet. But mm-hmm. no, I th- I think I think the the standout ones for me, uh, Adromitos Offi because that'll be an interesting one to see if Offi can change their fortunes against an informed team. Mm-hmm. As you said, Esteras Volos is an interesting one. Olympiagos Kifishia uh, Olympiagos, sorry, because bias and obviously the big derby um on sunday evening we'll all keep an eye on that one because that could it that that could give bark the opportunity to overtake uh banthanaigos if both if both t- if banthanaigos draw or lose if i believe um then and bark win then bark will go top so mm. it's a, it's a currently a three horse race for the title with olibiagos slightly lagging behind <laughs> um so there's the there's the preview for the league and i guess we'll go into any other business now and the any other business is uh, is not fo- is not necessarily on the pitch uh, uh, centric. I, I'd say Alex. So uh, Alexis Gudias uh, had a, gave a press conference where he filed a lawsuit against uh, Dakis Baldagos uh, and Mandalos and the five referees um, who officiated the game between Olympiagos and Aik Athens last week and. It's uh, it's yeah, it's gonna get messy, isn't it? It's more more uh, Olympiagos representatives at the courts. We're gonna have more people at the courts than we are on the pitch at this point, <laughs> I'd say. So, um, and you had you had some very, well, not not I wouldn't say strong opinions in an extreme way, but what what, what you have definitely have a an opinion on 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 this, don't you? Yeah, um, it's 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 a lot of fun, um, kind of reading through what, what he's been saying, bringing up, um, things all the way back to Coriopolis. Um, and, uh, some of, just some of the, the quotations that came out of it, I thought were just, 
just incredible. Um, I, I mean, he refers to himself quite frequently in the third person, which I, I think sort of tells you all you need to know. Um, he said something like, who is Kuyas? We'll see. I am what I have been since I was 25 years old. I own 28 properties and I'm rich. Everyone is in my old shoes. Uh, Kuyas knows everything. Why? Because I've lived it all. I mean, the, 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 uh, some of this is, just feels so off the wall and helter skelter and in between all of this he's he's putting down names he's um accusing almost everyone in greece of everything um and uh he also i i think an interesting detail he said that um that there were 19 different um sort of refereeing mistakes um 17 in the first half of the game against AEK. Um, I, I just love the idea of him sitting down for 90 minutes, just watching this match, getting increasingly angrier and angrier as he as he does a little tally chart um on his notepad, uh, and and then sending this off to to the prosecutor's office. Um he also uh well uh, uh, look, I don't know uh, like how seriously to take this. I imagine not very. Um, it said that the 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 VAR official um, is is the nephew of somebody who was at Pauk and has always hated Olympiakos course, and um, Mr. Maranakis. Um, but his his um, uh, sort of turn in relationship with Maranakis is quite interesting anyway, saying that he back in the day, he used to think that Mr. Maranakis runs everything, but he doesn't now. Um, yeah, I just found it fascinating reading through all of it. Um, and uh, he's he's just basically imploring everybody to look at the facts, look at the details. It feels very conspiracy theory-esque. Um, and I, I think it's a good job that he does own 28 properties and that he's rich because I think the lawsuits that are going to come out of this are, uh, are not going to be cheap. Let's put it that way. Well, this is what we spoke about before recording. He's making a lot of accusations and have, uh, having formally stated that he's filing a lawsuit against the uh, you know Baldagos and and the five referees and, and such he now has to win those cases in court because if he loses mm -hmm. them they can counter sue for defamation because they have he's he's said a lot of things that are uh what well, could could and maybe will tarnish uh, their the, these individuals reputation and 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 so yeah th but this is this is why I said to you before recording as well this is why uh, Marinakis brought in Gurjas. Gurjas is a very good uh, lawyer. He, he, I think in that respect, that's that's his bread and butter. And I, I think he's a in in in, uh, in the legal side of things, he's a good asset to have for Olympiagos because if anything does come their way that needs dealing with, Gurjas is has a very good reputation for dealing with things whereby it looks like. On his part, he'd lose. Uh, anyone else would lose that case, but he can always string it to win it. Yeah, he's 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 got the confidence of of someone like Donald Trump and and the mouth to match as well. Um, this this whole thing of um, there being a criminal organization, a criminal gang that's that's running Greek football. Um, I, I mean, the, the, I, I I don't need to point out the irony of of sort of someone connected to Olympiakos saying this, um, given the rumors and given everything that came out of um, Koriopoulos and everything back in the day. Um, 
uh, which I, I know is is sort of I I I, I just find all of this because I think this is rising in the UK as well. It's not just Greece that is suddenly trying to look for you know a a, a deeper conspiracy and a um a, a, a sort of a someone behind the scenes pulling all the all the strings. Now this might be the case in Greece. It might, it, but it also it might not. Um, and uh, obviously sitting here in 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 Luton, it's very hard to tell. Um, but yeah, I, I I just love the theater of it all. If I'm honest, like watching the the AEK versus Olympiakos match, and and seeing it was a great game of football, first of all. But then afterwards, as soon as the post match interviews come on, you see Kouyas's like um, bright red face, and you can tell that he's absolutely furious, and then launches into a rant. And you you, you just you don't you don't get that sort of aggression. I think from uh football people in the UK I think the closest you can get is maybe Jurgen Klopp Mikel Arteta um especially when he did his his this is a disgrace that kind of rant mm. that was an awful Spanish accent I apologize profusely <laughs> for that um that's that's as close as you get to this this sort of melodrama and um I'm I'm sort of all here for it sitting there with some popcorn in my hands and um yeah I I, I would say long may it continue but I don't think it's healthy um, but we'll see, I guess. We'll see. Listen, Alec, Greek football is like fast food. It's not good for you, but it's great. It is great, <laughs> isn't it? And and as 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 Michael from Hellas Football always says, it's the gift that keeps on giving. And and, and I'm glad that you appreciate this because this is exactly what we're talking about when, when when especially when Michael says that because it is about the football and there are a lot of good things in Greek football that don't get as as noticed by the uh the mainstream uh media in europe and maybe the wider world too but then there's stuff like this where you just sit back and watch the drama like like it's like a soap opera and you just gotta laugh like even as an olibia fan you gotta laugh because while i while i i i, I while obviously i was frustrated with the decisions that went against us in the uh Athens game that were clearly that for, in, for me were, were clearly the wrong decisions hmm. What what else can we do about it? There's nothing you can't just suddenly go to the courts and like, oh, sorry, can we can we turn this change the scoreline? Can it be three two to us now? Can we, can we do that? Okay, or can I can I sue these guys because they think that? Look, if he actually pulls it off, fair fair play. Like I said, that's what Marinakis brought him in for. Mm. But Marinakis has also brought him in to say the things that Marinakis can't say and point the finger at specific people because one, um, if Marinakis does that. If he's um, done all the things that he's been accused of, you know, not saying he has, not saying he hasn't, he people are going to point fingers back at him. So it's just this Mexican standoff of all of these people who have been accused of all these different things. And they're too scared to actually say that someone has definitively done something because everyone else will get named too and it will just implode. And some people might say that's what Greek football needs. But that that's how it is, unfortunately. And and the, like I've always said, the problem I have with Gurdjieff is just he, he just the the way he runs his mouth. Because we always we already have Garababas to run his mouth for no reason whatsoever and say say not not a lot of nonsensical things. Whereas Gurdjieff, I'm like fifty fifty because good lawyer, glad he's part of the team in that respect. But my God, he just chats a lot of <laughs> rubbish. And the third person stuff was hilarious because it just felt like a a cartoon character but we have a lot of cartoon characters in greek football but that's yeah amen amen to, to bring it back just even vaguely to the football do, do you think it, it puts a pressure on future referees given that the, the referees um for that match have 
now been indicted well accused of um of, of match fixing do you think it, it puts any pressure on any other referees that might come over and um uh, officiate olympiacos games who, who might not want to get sued maybe that's their what they're trying to do but then i think it also is about trying to put pressure on ebor um to get better quality referees because at the end of the day those referees were poor and i think i think it's a in the sense in a sense Showing that these referees made such poor decisions would mean that maybe a lot of other leagues might not want to employ them. Because if they're capable of overlooking decisions that a lot of people, not just a, like a, a minority of the fan base of, of Olympiagos specifically, a lot of people who weren't Olympiagos supporters, a lot of people who weren't Olympiagos writers, who weren't affiliated with the club whatsoever, saw that and thought those are of the wrong decisions that is that will tarnish their reputation worse than i think people coming over and feeling scared that they have to they're not going to officiate a game properly and it, it, if anything it could be a deterrent for them to not make those kind of decisions again not that i think that they did it intentionally for you know they've been paid under the table or whatever because you know we don't know that and i can't say that um mm. and but but yeah to to answer your question i think it will put a lot of pressure particularly in the derbies, maybe not just Olympiagos games, but if because it's good, it's we we've had the bad hand of results this season, but it's also been because we're not good enough to see past those those uh, those incidents. We're not a good enough team to already be a goal or two up, and then something controversial happens. We we aren't good enough to to come back from that, uh, and but it will happen to other, t other the other big teams too, and in a sense, it already has in some cases this season already. Um, so it, that that's why we need better quality foreign referees, and and we, we there's even an argument now to, as to whether there should be foreign referees officiating Greek uh, Greek of the major Greek derbies because I know that's a big that's a big topic because some Greek referees are good enough to referee those games, but then because they're Greek, there's always the question mark of oh who's their affiliation because it all like you said with with what Gudia said about. VA, the VAR guys being like, oh, he's someone's cousin's sister's mother's whoever. It's going to be the same thing with the ref. Oh, he's the second cousin of someone who's good mates with Marinakis or he's like brother-in-law to Melisanides or something. You know, it's going to be something's like something stupid. And yeah, it's just that. But that's the carousel, isn't it? That's just the Greek football carousel. Yeah, the, the controversy. The, the problem with having having Greek referees, I think, is 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 less to well, it is in in part to stop corruption and and stop um, sort of um, accusations being thrown around after the fact, but it's also to protect their safety. I think as well. Um, you even saw this season when a referee's shop was was um, firebombed and and he and his family had to escape to the roof of a um, uh, their apartment building. It's it's that kind of thing we, we've heard of um, uh, like explosions and car bombs in the past, haven't we? So I I think I don't think anyone's going to Slovakia, for example, and um, finding out where this referee lives. Although Kuyas has named him and um all of the other referees and his his uncle and everything but um that's sort of beside the point in terms of the quality question i think it's difficult because even at the the highest level you i mean i i hate using no, the uk as an example but that is true the the, the 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 tottenham liverpool game where um the, the var just just simply didn't communicate what their decision was um and ended up getting it wrong whilst thinking they were getting it right 
Um, it, it's that kind of incompetence that, that that is from like the highest level. People make mistakes. I think that is sort of the 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 key thing to remember here. Footballers make mistakes. Managers make mistakes. Referees make mistakes. Um, uh, it, it just so happens that in this this game against AK, that the referee made three huge howlers, and they weren't picked up by VAR. Which um, I th I think I, so. I'm to 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 kind of come clean. I, I am a fan of VAR. I think it should be put in place. It shouldn't be got rid of. That's as um, kind of the at, the at the very minimum. But at the same time, having VAR there makes any um, refereeing howler even more infuriating because you look at it and you think, okay, maybe the referee missed it in real time. Maybe it was going quickly. Like you can imagine the Masordas handball might not have been spotted. It, it, it was, to be fair, on the shoulder, the top of the shoulder. It, seeing it in 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 uh, sort of real time, he might have thought, okay, that, that hit the bicep. Um, but when you have a VAR assistant there who has access to unlimited replays, it's almost unforgivable um, to, to, to get the decision wrong then. And I think that's what's sort of prompted this 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 huge ruckus and and litigation um but i mean as you say that's that's greek football for you well well and to be fair with the masuras decision because the whistle was blown before he scored the goal yes. var True. couldn't have been used anyway but that True. was still the wrong thing to do in itself blowing before the goal was given because then var could have checked but there we go that's 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 another but i i'm with you I'm a fan of the technology because in theory it, it should be there to help the referees, but I think the way it's implemented and the way people are taught how to use it needs to be addressed and altered. You know, people have spoken about maybe giving teams one decision a game or a certain <laughs> amount of time where it has to be 30 seconds maximum to check a decision. After that, it stands if there isn't a, if it's a, not a clear and obvious decision, you know, to quote the, the famous line, but until that happens, it's these things are still going to occur, not just in Greek football, but in the rest of football as well. Um, and it, you know, I know this is unrelated, but it was refreshing that the FA Cup games did not have VAR because we kind of got to see what football used to be like before before the technology was implemented. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's good. Yes, running his mouth. Let's see if he if he wins in the courts. Olympiakos already in the courts for for the. Uh, for the uh, for the Panathinaikos game, so I, I like I don't know how many more people we're going to have. We're going to stretch our, our our legal squad thin, let alone our our footballing squad. Um, and I, I guess I guess to go back to the football, finally, we'll we'll talk about a, a a Greek abroad, Christos Mandas, Greek goalkeeper for Lazio, made his debut in the Coppa Italia quarterfinals in a massive game for Lazio against their bitter city rivals Roma. He uh, he came in because goalkeeper Ivan Prodovel was a, a doubt for the fixture, so he made his full debut and he kept a clean sheet. And Lazio won one nil against their rival, so a massive, uh, massive game for, for the for the young Greek goalkeeper who uh, was from Ofi. And it's a good, good sign, I guess, a good little play for um for for Lazio to have. Yeah, he hasn't been given a chance this season, um, and it sort of struck me as, as another another young Greek talent sort of gone to waste, not playing football. It, it sort of reminded me of um, Christos and Solis at Norwich, 
um going to a to a, to a big club a relatively big club and um and not being given an opportunity and and you 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 just wonder would they have been better off staying off uh, staying in Greece for a, a few seasons i think the same question is probably going to be asked of a, a couple of greek players in the league namely constandelias and ioannidis in in the next 12 to 18 months i think um whether they're there i i think for someone like constandelias for example i think moving this early would be a mistake but Ioannidis is tough because he is 24 now, uh, scored on his birthday yesterday. Um, all of his numbers just keep go going up, Steve. Uh, like, it's incredible. What a man. Um, but he's he's kind of at an age now where um, I, th I think he could make a, a good fist of it in, in, a, in a, a bigger league, um, a more, com more competitive league, let's say. Somewhere like the Eredivisie, you see um, Pavlidis is um, uh, being linked to a, a host of different clubs at the moment, like AC Milan and Chelsea. And um, uh, I, I think that's sort of the, at the moment, as much as we dislike it, as much as we want Greece to be that league that, that players aspire to be at, um, that kind of trodden path from, from Greece to Netherlands to a, a top five league is, is sort of already um, uh, fixed. So, I, I yeah, I was pleased to see Mandas getting his, his chance um, for, for Lazio and, and performing well because um, I, I, I hate to see wasted talent, I think, and um, he's, he's definitely talented. Well, Maurizio Sarri has given younger goalkeepers chances in cup fixtures before and uh, they've let him down, says we recall with, with Kepa Ariza Balaga at Chelsea. So, yeah, good that Mandas got his chance by, and took it by the scruff of the neck. And you know what? Even if he is going to play set a second fiddle to um, uh, Provadel, at least he's shown himself that, oh, he's actually quite, other people, oh, he's actually quite capable. If If he's not happy after his first season at Lazio, he can maybe try to look for somewhere else, whether that be permanently or on loan or uh, yeah. And, and you'd hope that he's not content with just being a backup because being a goalkeeper is probably the hardest to try and win your place in the team. I'd argue of any position because the goalkeeper is so integral to being there playing almost every single game. So yeah, mm. good on Mandas. And what, and what you said about Gonzalez and Ioannidis, Ioannidis is probably, probably his time. I'd, I'd say to, tr to go, I mean, to go, maybe to, to take the step up. But Banath and Igorsi, if they can get into Europe again, he, I don't see why he would, you know, it, it wouldn't be a bad prospect for him to stay, but it more, maybe it's a financial thing or just playing in a bigger league. Sure, Eredivisie would be great for him, as we've seen with Bavlidis and Duvigas over the last few seasons. Gonzandelias is a weird one because he does have to tread carefully and not replicate what happened to Zolis, who is doing well now. But as you said, it, Norwich City set Zolis back a bit yeah. a fair bit yeah and it would be good for Gonzandelias to if he's going to leave this summer really make sure he's going somewhere where he's going to get played yeah if, even if he's not guaranteed first team he has at least got to be given minutes where he can fight for his place and not just sit on the bench and do nothing because he's too talented and too important for the future of Greek football and if it means staying at Balk for another season stay at Balk because he's doing excellently there I, I think he, he was linked to Brighton uh, most recently mm. and um, I, I would be I'd be tempted to say that that would be the wrong move just because the Premier League is such a physical league these days and, and Constantelius as we know is is not known for his physicality um, I, I think at the moment I mean was he 20 at the moment 1920 yeah I think he's about um, 20 now 
Yeah, he's 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 got time and, and room to 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 fill out and and sort of become um more of a, a destructive player. I think no one's questioning his on the ball ability. It's his off the ball ability, which I think um uh, can sometimes be called into question. And I think a, a team like Brighton, um, you, you just don't get anywhere if you're not good out of possession. Um, and I, I could see him definitely sort of going there and, and spending a lot of the time in um either the under twenty threes or or on the bench. So. Um, yeah, uh, I, I stay in Greece for as, as long as possible. I mean, if I'm going to be totally honest, I never want you, I need this to leave the, the Greek Super League. I want as many great Greek players in this this league as possible. But for him and for Panathinaikos, if you think about the, the value that he's he's at at the moment and judging that his, his value will probably only dip past 25, 26 years old, then um, I think now might be the right time as much as I would like him to stay. And that's coming from an AEK fan. So, um, yeah. I I, I think that the, on the Brighton thing for Gonstantelias, it's interesting because while I don't think it should be his first port of call to go straight from, from Balk to the Premier League, credit to to Brighton and to uh, Dezerbi, he does give young players a, a chance. True. And that's why I think it wouldn't be the worst place for him to go because you see and see so doing excellently there, and 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 they 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 have such a good knack of picking up these players from lesser scouted leagues, lesser known leagues. You know, Matoma is a perfect example. I think it cost mm -hmm. them four million pounds, which is <laughs> four million pounds is like good is like top level Greek Super League transfer, let alone and that's like a steal. And he's been excellent for them. And so Gonzandelias, I get it. The he will take time to get used to the physicality of the Premier League because it's far and away much a more quality league than than the than Super League Greece. But I I, I could see him getting minutes, but it, it, that would be more of a risky move uh, than others, like like you said. Um, but I think I think that's everything to be fair, Alec. Can you think of anything else, last minute things you want to say before we wrap up? No, just um, the transfer windows in in full flow. Um, I think uh, Pansadaikos have have added three three players this window so far. So it'd be interesting to see how they settle in. Obviously, Aris have got Fedfadzidis now. Um, I think the Amandis moved to Pansadaikos today. Um, center yes. half. Um, so yeah, it's just interesting to see what what the the teams are doing in terms of the the transfer window and um. But yeah, I'm I'm it's it's almost a month now until fans are back, Steve. And I I I, I wish for the day, I dream of the day when when fans are allowed back in Greek stadiums. Yeah, no, fully agree with that. I'm, I'm I look forward to seeing fans back, especially one for for when Olympiagos host uh, Verenc Faros in the Europa Conference League. If we're <laughs> anywhere near a decent team by then. But the fans being back for that will really help, I I, I think, um, and and just for the rest of the Greek teams too, because it because it, it it's just nice to see fans um, creating mm. a good atmosphere. Because like we said, that's the good side of Greek football. But hopefully the the ugly side doesn't rear its head, but it probably will at some it point, and will, this, and this will all happen again. But we hope for the best. Um, so yeah, I guess thank you so much, guys, for listening to this midweek episode. We'll be back. But for the when the league results are done, maybe and and we'll we'll preview the second legs of the of the Greek Cup round of sixteen. And so yeah, thank you for supporting us on social media. Keep keep following us, uh, giving us a follow if you haven't already, and keep recommending us to anyone who's interested in Greek football on Twitter, also known as X, Instagram, Facebook, and keep 
recommending the podcast too. If you haven't given us a five-star review already, and if or if someone else who's a mate of yours who loves football, whether that be Greek football or any other kind of football and wants to listen to a, we're out there podcast about the gift that keeps on giving, get, make sure you give a five-star review and get everyone you know to give us a five-star review too because that bumps us up, it gets us more listens and it keeps uh, the podcast ticking along nicely. So thank you so much, Alec, for joining me again. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Give me your follow as well on Twitter while you're at it. Yes. Uh, a underscore Macquarie. Um, and uh, yeah, um, keep listening to the pod, keep supporting us and, and have a good day. Yes. And um, so we'll catch you uh, after the Super League results this weekend.